0: Hello, my name is Hugh. Welcome to the Fearless County Lines special episode of the Take Community Podcast. Over the next half an hour you'll get to learn more about the issues around county lines and find out what Fearless does. You'll hear from myself and the group, as well as a police officer and an ex-offender. We started out by talking to Garrett Williams from Fearless. <laughs>
1: My name's Garant Williams. I'm a fearless outreach worker for Crime Stoppers.
0: So, Garant, what is Fearless?
1: Fearless is an online resource um, to allow young people to report crime anonymously and also provide young people with independent and impartial advice as to what different types of crime is and what they can do to help prevent it. So, why is it called Fearless? The name Fearless came about. From a young person's focus group uh, and they decided that Fearless was a, a really good name to use because people should be fearless when it comes to reporting crime. So what's Fearless based on? The aims of Fearless are to allow young people to report crime anonymously online in a safe environment um, and also allow them as a place to access information which is impartial Free of charge, obviously, and they can make their own decisions from there. Okay, So what do you think Fearless gives to the public? Uh, It reduces the fear factor to a degree because it can be done completely anonymously online. There's no way to find out who's reported crime, uh, so there's no comeback on any young people. And for whatever reason they feel, they can't report it to police officers or teachers or youth workers or family. They can access Fearless and report it that way.
0: Let's go. Hello, my name is Hugh Fletcher, and this is the uh, Fearless podcast about county lines. And this is.
2: My name is Liam McCauley. I'm uh, Steve Ridyard. I'm Ellis.
0: And I'm Alan Smith from North Wales Police. So we have PC Ann Smith who's an integrated uh, offender manager and Steve who was uh, being in prison for...
2: Drug dealings, yeah, we'll put it straight there yeah, you know, involved in criminal activities, broke the law, paid the
0: price. So Steve, what was your background, where did you come from, to us say?
2: Uh, born in Salford, lived in Manchester. Yeah. Travelled about, went to Blackpool, went to Newcastle, come to Rill, um, came to Rill because I met a girl in, where did I meet a girl now? Newcastle. Right. Uh, come down here got i got family down here. Mm. That was it then. Uh, split up from her. Had two kids of her, And then got into a bit of trouble.
0: And was it Manchester where the drugs arrived?
2: No. no. Uh, the, the drugs... I started selling drugs when I opened a business in Rill. I mean, I've always been a bit of a wheelie dealer. Yeah. Bit of an a Daily boy sort of type. I've always been able to get you cheap cigarettes, cheap aftershave, DVDs, whatever you need. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just, because of me criminal... Past in the, when I was younger, when we were driving offences or nicking car stereos, I couldn't get a job. So I ended up working for myself. So you needed the money,
0: basically? Um,
2: yeah, it, I think it's all down to money, isn't it? Yeah. It's down to money
0: and well, it's down it. to... It's like uh, this world seems to be a slave to the money in a way, doesn't it? Yeah. on Smith, you're a, I believe you're a community safety, non-uniform officer. Um,
3: Yeah, I work for the Integrated Offender Management Unit, basically. I, I work in plain clothes, generally, <coughs> but I come in uniform today. Um, I work with uh, offenders or ex-offenders, if you like, to try and reduce re-offending, that's the aim of my job. So you have of... got a modern approach to crime? Um, I try and prevent crime and I think that's what we, we, need, we need to do and we should focus our efforts on. So I work with um, 25 um, young men who have different types of offending and my aim is to try and engage them in services. Drug service, alcohol service, uh, mental health services, to try and understand and address those needs that they identify. Because if we can get them the help that they need, I hope that they won't go on or continue to offend. And I'm one of seven officers across the force that do that. And what yeah. sort of help think they need? <sighs> Whatever they identify as the root cause of their crime, so... If they're involved in drugs and they've got a significant drug habit, I would want the drug service to, services to engage with them, and I'd want to understand well why are they not on a script? Can we get them on a script quickly to stop some of that offending? If they've got if they offend because of mental health issues, a script is what? Sorry, uh, sorry, prescription methadone, subutex, just to try to to, to yeah. stop them using uh, illicit illegal substances and to reduce some of their need for that. So, historically, we've arrested people for an offence, um, got them dealt with, they go to the courts, they're convicted, they go to prison. Now, that's, that's not enough to do that because we go around in circles with some people. What we're trying to do is understand what the root causes are and what we can put in place to stop them doing that. So, actually, what we're doing is trying to prevent crime, which is what the police is about. We are here to prevent crime before we try and detect it and chase around after people. If we can invest time in that individual to understand, well, why do you offend? Well, I be- offend because this, this, family breakdowns, barriers, job, um, benefits. If we can get to grips with some of those things, that's the approach that, that I take. So it's not a modern approach. It's actually something that we should be doing and that we're here to do anyway. Like, how do you think people come into this drug situation? Well, I think there's a lot of pressure Um, You know, some of the stories I hear from the the group of offenders I work with are horrendous. Their backgrounds are horrendous. You know, there's no, yeah, yeah. there's no, there's no family environment. There's there's, no, there's no
2: stability. There's no, there's no support from family, friends.
0: Yeah, from what i heard, like, um, I've previously been in a mental hospital and I've heard from people who have taken drugs is that um, they've had a bad background. Like I know, for example, a patient, he told me his dad had taken drugs. And that led him on to taking drugs himself. So it's kind of, it's difficult to get off that loop if you, if you get into it, isn't it? I know a lot of people that,
2: that still do cocaine, do weed, and their parents have that understanding. <clears throat> if they're in the house taking cocaine, mm. it's all right under supervision. You know, they're, mm. they're, not, they're not going out causing trouble. They're in the house. They're having a line. They're having a, a joint. That. So then they see that as normality. Are they see that as, well, it's okay, my mum was doing it. And then what sort of background's that when your mum or your dad's going in? Do you want a little line? Or do you want a key? Or do you want a joint? Mm. So that, that leads on to the ripple effects of them. Then if they've got no money, they offend. That's right. They go and burgle some old woman's house. They go yeah. and smash someone's car window for a handbag that's left on the
0: seat. So someone would take drugs and uh, then they need money to get some more drugs. It's addictive, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's
2: addictive. You know, coffee... Alcohol, cigarettes, yeah. yeah, uh, uh, going to the gym—everything's got an addiction that yeah. that you you crave. Whether you love running and you just want to do marathons, you know, whether you you smoke weed and you run out of money, you don't get your door, You've been sanctioned. You need money. You, you know, where there's an empty house you can go into and nick all the copper? Yeah, sell the copper, then buy your weed, and then yeah. buy, yeah. And then it's that, True. it's that yeah. circle. And that to oh, be like that. A lot of people as well. The benefits that getting sanctioned. And yes. What do you mean by sanction, sorry? As in the, the benefit's are not getting paid to them for the, they've not done the correct job searches or they've not attended appointments. You're saying they need to do something to get the money. Yeah. You know, if you've got no money, what do you do? So mm-hmm. It's almost as if they're a slave to the money in a sense. I think you're chasing money, aren't you? You need money to live. You, need, you, know, you don't need expensive clothes and jewellery and this, but when things go up in price, you know, and, okay. and you're on hard times... Yeah. I totally get that if a, if a single parent is going out nicking nappies, yeah. but then you've got lads going out nicking perfume and after yeah, yeah. and
0: It just escalates, doesn't it? Yeah,
2: and then yeah. and then you've got more... The prices go up then. You've got more staff and more security. It's all a ripple effect. Things about up. I mean, I'm experienced it. Now I've got a little shopping real, a little second-hand shop. You know, there's, there's more people without more than there is with money, so you try and cater for that for the people with lesser money. I work with... Um, I've done a bit of work with the Dowie Sand. I've done a bit of work with St. Kendigan's in Bodowiddon. Oh, good on you. Um, I'm doing some work with St. David's Nursing Home in Rill. Mm. Um, and I try and cater for, for the people who come out of jail because when you come out of jail, there's a scheme that an individual can get a grant or if it's eligible for a grant, it's a yeah. £500 grant that's backed by the government. money, A yeah. voucher. You know, when you go to Argos and you, and you buy your sofa, you buy a bed or whatever... But yeah. five hundred quid what can you buy?
0: Well, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. not much, is it? If you need to cook a cooker,
2: washer washer. So I thought, right, I'll get I'll get into the second hand game. You know, when yeah. I got into the second hand game, and then you know, you meet all walks of life in the second yeah. hand game. People come to you and sell stuff. Sell and you, stuff yeah. Sometimes you know it's a bit ucky. You might buy a dodgy TV, but it's cheap. You might buy a bit of meat. Shoplifters are stole, it's cheap, and then before you know it, you've evolved in this in this little circle of of crime, which you know is a bit wrong, but then you start going.
0: But I guess it's really you don't have a choice because you know you haven't got that much money, so you have to find a way to get these things for yourself. And like uh, like you're saying, a sofa might cost an Argos 500 pounds or something, and that's just for a sofa. And you're saying they're just giving you a 500 pound grant, you need more than just a sofa, don't you? Yeah, I mean, there is, yeah. there is genuine people
2: who come out of prison that want to their life around. I've done it, I've been out of prison a year today, and I'm still on license for another till August next year, but. I'm I'm keeping my head down, and I've I'll be honest, I've I've found it very very difficult to stay on that line. Yeah, I mean I've got a lot to lose. I'm on yeah. thin ice still. Out, I'm still a serving prisoner, but I'm on the out. Yeah, I And every day I think one mistake, one altercation, one yeah. argument, one stupid thing, I'm back. I'm yeah. going back to prison. And I'm not yeah. doing that. No, no way. No way no. And um, you've got to be very careful. Well, there's no work. There's no there's no foot flow. Shops are shutting down. Rents going up. Business rates. Everyone's struggling. But then again, you've got to think that crime isn't the way forward. You can't commit crime just because you got a bill. How oh, did you go into prison? Drugs, yeah. Yeah, drugs. Yeah, I got. I was sentenced to four year, four months for concern supply ah. of uh, class A, B, and C cocaine, weed, and feminine and yeah.
0: also handling stolen goods. You know, we're only human. Not everyone's perfect. If someone punches a, a You'd be tempted to punch your back, then back something like that, and just.
2: I had these conversations like with my probation officer because I had ten probation appointments. Um, there's nothing that the probation can offer me because I've done it all in jail. I've done every course that I could yeah. possibly do because mm. I wanted to do something constructive and positive while I was incarcerated. Great. And the only thing I suggested to probation was if I can help out other young offenders, groups like this, give a bit, of, you know, a bit of insight to what it is really like, mm. uh, and. If you can change one person out of ten people then that could that, that could be that one person that may stab somebody, mm. that may kill someone, that may mm. could be any one of our family members that they could just
0: So essentially you can be saving a life.
2: Yeah, of course you can, yeah.
3: I think there's a lot of value in someone like you delivering that message because you've you've been there you've been to prison, you've seen the effects it has on people, you've seen what prison life is like and you so you've got those true valuable experiences. Yeah. So your knowledge and that insight with young people will wash. Whereas for someone like me, it might not as a police officer having never experienced that. Yes, I, exp- I can ex- talk about you know the negativities of crime, drug use, whatever. But I'll, I'll, I'd be preaching. You know, I, I haven't experienced all the other stuff that goes with that. So I think it's really valuable and valid point that someone like you is in a good position to deliver that. That's
2: message. exactly what I said to um, probation when I was released from custody that I would want to do something constructive, something positive. What sort of stuff do you do? Uh, what do you mean it's the second app furniture it's it's like cash converters but um, uh, sofas fridge freezers washers dryers I do household clearances by Okay.
0: so sorry Alan um, you've dealt with people who've uh, taken drugs and been put in prison for taking drugs and such so what's your experience with that like what do they tell you they've like their experience has been
3: um, primarily. I work with a lot of young males. We have got females, sort of, on our group, of but it's of, mainly males. Of, it's mainly males, right? Um, and a common theme is that they've sort of um, it, going back to the conversation before. You know, the upbringings have been horrendous. Some horrendous stories that I won't, I won't mention here. Um, abuse, neglect, um, and they've attach themselves to groups of more significant offenders who have promised them a way of life. and have they told, So they've promised them a way of life? They've and promised them the trainers, is... the tracksuits, that they'll be looked after. You so know. I'm assuming these people have been very poor previous to that and they need... As they um, no, not necessarily. They've just perhaps been emotionally um, poor. You know, the people who I work with have got horrendous backgrounds mm. and they are drawn to drugs <coughs> primarily because someone... More significant, we'll see the vulnerabilities in that person, and we'll approach them and say, "You know, I will look after you. You know, yeah, you yeah. can be my friend, kind yeah, of thing." Yeah, but and work. by the way, look, try this yeah. bit of cannabis, and I like do you want a new pair of trainers. And from there on in, they'll get it start getting involved in more significant kind of kind of offending and, and sort of the drug world. So that's where so sort of, so the sort of offenders that I work with who have got a sort of drugs history, that's yeah. how they've got involved yeah. in drugs because of their background,
0: right? So there's a crime called County Lines, which is something I've heard about. from what I've heard about this, which I've gathered my information, is that it's uh, drug dealers taking advantage of young children and getting them to move from the city to rural areas, to traffic drugs into rural areas. Alan, do you know anything about this? Yeah, County Lines
3: is um, something that we're very focused on at the minute. Um, In essence, it's it's, it's a business model that you quite rightly say... um, involves significant um, drug circles, if you like, yeah, in, business model, yeah. in cities um, who will infiltrate a, a smaller, remote, rural location or sort of coastal region where there's a need for illicit substances. So what they'll do is they'll be anonymous. The, the people who run it, they will send in um, people to an area, for example, Real Colin Bay, to get to know who the users are locally, um, and then they will set up in that area and there'll be one phone line then running from real Colwyn Bay to Liverpool, Manchester and that phone line will be used to order drugs. Just the one phone line? Generally, yeah. Right. And then the drugs will be ordered, the people in Liverpool, Manchester will contact their local people and they'll distribute the drugs from there. So you will never know who is at the top of that phone line. It's like a, well, family it? It,
2: yeah. Yeah. a family tree, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, family tree, you got someone at the top and then you've got it all sort of like splits off you will have 10 lads in 10 big lads in real or 10 big lads in wherever they'll get a big a big amount of drugs all sorts of drugs and then it'll get distributed then to the to the bottom drug dealer and then that they'll just distribute it yeah. to to whoever and it, it's all been cut and it's been bashed and it's yeah. been it's not they're not the proper grams yeah. or the weights it's yeah. They're that's making money, aren't they? The drug dealers are making money. So it's, it's Essentially,
0: it's very dodgy, but they're still dodgy. making money from it. Yeah.
2: Well, it is dodgy, isn't it? It's all dodgy. It's, uh, legal highs. It's, yeah, like, the, like I said, then the legal high, that was, yeah. that's another big kill now. Yeah.
3: You're absolutely right. They will use young people primarily to get drugs in to an area and then to sit in an area and distribute those drugs. So that's what they would. will do is they will move in, they will look for vulnerable drug users locally. Yeah. They will, if they've got a flat yeah. or at their own house, for example, yeah. they will really get into that the life <laughs> of the, those drug dealers, and they'll, you know, pay the vulnerable person some money or buy them things, and then so the, young, the young, young person water. will the young person will run those drugs around and they will deal. When that yeah. phone call comes through from Liverpool from Manchester, you need to go to that address, that phone box, and yeah, need right. to meet those per- that person now.
0: When you say young person, what does the age tend to be? We've seen people as young as 15, 16. It I've seen them younger,
3: yeah. It could be
2: any age, yeah. yeah. You see I've seen younger, them young, yeah. yeah. I've seen them young, you know, 12, 13. I've seen them, you know, they've got the little, they've got these new handbags what they call manbags. Manbags, yeah. And, so like, 10, and I, I know, I know, I used to be a drug dealer, I know. I, and when you see all these young lads and you, appearance is everything, you know, you look at someone's, what they're wearing, yeah. they've got this designer man bag, they've got all designer clothes, but then they've got a £10 burner phone. You know what they're doing. So mm. debts them. You know what they're doing. They've got yeah. the throwaway phone, you know, mm. and I'm thinking, well, hang on. Anyone who's got one of them, I see, they're up to something. Yeah. It's it's money, it's all money, you know. Yeah. And, and the thing is, as well, is your credit is good. You don't need no credit checks when you want to no. be a drug dealer. No. You know, as as Alan said, oh, yeah. um, you know, they'll, they'll befriend you, they'll be your mate, they'll give you a line, they'll take you to the pub, they'll buy you a meal, take away, they'll buy a big TV, put it in your flat, new Xbox One. PS4, you know, they'll, they'll introduce you to girls, they'll introduce you to other people, and you feel welcome and you feel... So I think they're getting a good life, kind yeah, of. Yeah, you feel, in, and then once that individual knows you're okay, knows your background, knows where your mum lives, or your dad lives, your brother, your sister, what car you drive, or what what where you go, your whereabouts, they're That's doing the, the recon work on you. And then you if you've, if you've got no money... They'll give you on tick. They'll give you yeah, all- 10 ounces of green. Oh, yeah. I'll just put 10 ounces. You keep all that. Yeah, yeah, no problem. As soon as that goes tits up, or you get robbed. Because drug dealers get robbed mm. all the time. I've known people to have a grow on, have a crop on in someone's house. Then they're the mate, and then they take the mate out for a drink or for a meal or whatever. Then the person then has got their other mate mm. to rob the place. Right. So they're out. So you don't think it's the person you're with because you're with them. Yeah. You, come, well, what you, you can't contact the police. Yeah. I have had my weed taken. So then that individual then is in, a, is, is in, well, you owe me four grand. Yeah. Then he's got to commit crime. He's got to go out and do a job. He's got to go and smash someone's car. Yeah. To get the money. To get the money. It's all money. It's all a circle of vicious circles. Like the tide, it goes out, it comes in. It goes out, it comes in. Depending on how serious it is. So it... it that's when more people get involved. You know, if, if if there's cocaine involved, that's higher than weed, cocaine, you know, you know, if you're holding an yeah, ounce, ounce of cocaine, two ounces of cocaine, they want their money. Yeah. They so, will send lads to your house yeah. and put guns to your mum's yeah, head definitely. and we demand that money. Take yeah. your mum and dad's car,
0: yeah.
2: And it gets serious and serious and serious. And then what do you do then you're in a hold?
0: That's right, isn't no, it? No, you
2: can't go to the police and say, I've been holding loads of cocaine for somebody for from Mr. X it has gone missing, he's threatened to kill my mum, yeah. blah, 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 blah. What do you do then?
1: The people
3: at the top end of drug dealing are often not identified because they've got all the people running around, grassroots level, not, yeah. not you know, you're doing all the, all the work. They're not even probably using drugs because they're not daft. Mm. At the
2: top. It's the least people who don't want to get caught, who probably have never taken drugs, who drive around in a crappy old car, you know, that like you don't think anything, but they're the ones collecting the money and putting it away and putting it away. It's 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 all filtered through 10 other people, 20 other people, and then everyone's there to make money, and they're just cutting it down and cutting it down and cutting it down. Well, people are just flushing it through. They're putting all the mad chemicals through and you're getting headaches. And yeah, if you're good. taking cocaine, yeah. number one anyway... What you're putting up your nose is probably crap. Yeah. When I was selling speed, I used to mix mine with... Um, uh, what we say? What we say? Um, so, uh, glucose. Glucose. I used oh, to put wow. a bit of vodka in it vodka. so you could <laughs> smell like, the it? pissy smell, that horrible yeah. smell. Yeah. Put a drop of vodka in it in the speed. Glucose, is that, yeah? And then to me all my little crappy punters, I would get one of them ped eggs and I'd sand my foot down. And I'd put that in as well, just as oh, a bit of a oh, joke. Weird.
3: <laughs> Just as really? a little bit of a uh, you oh, know, a bit of a
2: horrible, you know, a, <laughs> they call it a poor man's drug, don't yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, pen yeah. egg. Oh, I've done that before. Cool. Get all no, the skin I'm off. Oh, nice. You chuck it in, yeah. you know, to so the that's little toe do, rags that like you don't get on with, and you. Yeah, that's what yeah.
3: you do. Well, that, that's a good message to send, actually. <laughs> Just going back to before what we were talking about, you know, about county lines and, and um, the people at the top not being known as such. Yeah. I can guarantee you when they send, and I've known cases where men, grown men, have brought sort of 15, 16-year-old lads over to North Wales for a couple of weeks mm. to come and work in the area and do whatever they do, that 16-year-old lad who's being bought nice Nike Pirachi trainers, lacoste tracksuits, yeah. buckets of KFC every night, treated really well, hopes yes. so he or she thinks, I can guarantee you they will not know who the person at the top is. No they're dealing with that person that's brought them over or put them in the area and they probably don't even know who the top person is. There's so many levels to county lines and drug dealing. Yeah. Um, and, and the real vulnerable ones are the young, the young people that are coming over and getting involved in it. Mm. And before well, they know it, they're stuck. Yeah. And before they know it, actually, right, okay, I bought you all these things now. You're going to run for me for a couple of weeks yeah. in North Wales. I'm going to take you over there and you're going to do a job for me. You know, whenever I say, take this delivery to that property, you're going to do it. And that's yeah, kind yeah. of, and that's that, That's how the young people are exploited.
2: Yeah, and they're expendable as well. They're easy picked yeah, up and
3: right. easy dropped.
1: Yeah.
0: Right, and um, so when you went, went to prison, um, did you have anyone who visited you? Yes and
2: who was that uh, girlfriend came and visited me in prison um, kids couple
0: of friends was it difficult to see your children in prison
2: yeah I I, I didn't like being in prison full stop a lot right. of people like prison because it's it, it's free rent or you know they've got nowhere to live or anything like that but I've always worked I've always worked and for me that 791 days every day was like oh, yeah. every hour was like a week mm-hmm. you know the, the clocks just stop you know, in the outside world it's nothing's rushed. Um you know, you've got to put Gemma Laps in for you've got well, you know yourself, you've been to prison, haven't you? Yeah. You've got to, if you've got a headache, you've got to put a Gemma Lap in to get that paracetamol. It's just and that but them doors are shut.
0: You demoralise the second you walk into prison when you committed a crime, it's not like that's it. You've got you've got a chance to get a job after,
3: yeah. Absolutely,
0: Absolutely. yeah, of course, because there's all you know, there's many
3: you know um as Stephen's alluded to, there's many reasons why people offend and, you know, they've had a horrendous upbringing, but if you can get them on board and show some positivity and, and you know, work with them to to get those skills, there, there can be a positive outcome if they want it. It's not all negative. You know, if you can get hold of some funding, get some short courses, because ultimately they don't want to offend. They don't want to use drugs and have to offend to get drugs. They want to sort of integrate back into society and be a valued member of society. So... Mm-hmm. Um, if they can work, then that's the ultimate aim. And we have had people come out of prison and then go on to hold down steady jobs and move on. We've got people in employment now that have long gone. Um, people that haven't offended for years that are working with families. And I've just actually been invited to a wedding. So it's not one of my ex-cases. So, and I'm really, pr- that's one of the proudest things I've ever, you know, I've ever achieved. So he's gone steady. on now and yeah, hasn't great. committed any further offences. So. Good stuff.
2: It's asking that support and that help yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. Not a lot of people like asking for help or support but you, you know if you don't ask you don't get.
3: No.
2: Mm. You've got to want yeah. to do So you've got to want to change your life. It's changing your lifestyle it's changing the people you associate with changing certain things that you do in your life yeah. like as you said in the beginning yeah. get a dog Yeah. take a dog for a walk yeah. don't go yeah. running. Yeah. As right well. not a lot of it. it's, it's about good. money you don't need a lot of money to go for a walk mm. you don't need money to take
0: your kids to the beach. No. So uh, thank you very much Uh Steve, Liam, for talking to us about that, and uh, I think we'll leave it there. Thank you very much. And uh, sorry, of course, uh, Alan for obviously being so to be there. Pleasure and to and be. And Alice, <laughs> I didn't say much. Where he he shut up. You did, yeah. <laughs> <know. laughs> no, it's nice. It's, no, it's just interesting to
3: sit and listen, yeah, listen yeah. about like the, the two different sides of it, uh, sides of it all. It's a
2: conversation that could go on for hours and hours and hours yeah. and hours. You know, uncourt oh, no, no. debate obviously it's not going to change the world tomorrow it's going to take no. time it's going yeah. to take a lot of time it's going to take yeah. more police more ex-offenders more lads like yourself it's yeah. going to take ages it's, you know what I mean it's, yeah. it's so much to do no. you just got to try and give that a little bit of advice and hopefully it passes on and passes on and passes on and if it can change someone then mm-hmm. yeah. you know if you stop someone from getting stabbed or robbed or, yep. or being run over or attacked yeah. oh, great that's good, yeah. That, that, yeah, that's good. We, we're, all, we're all human we're all, we're all, we're all We all get one go. Yeah. And when it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, definitely. So what you do now FO, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs)
3: Absolutely right. Yeah,
0: you right. Thanks a lot for listening. We hope you found it useful. To find out more about Fearless or to anonymously report a crime, visit fearless.org and tune in for more episodes. Thank you.